WrestleMania. And I'm gonna take your precious winning streak. You can't hide from the dead man. You, me, WrestleMania. Michaels has been castrated of his dignity. What I want is to kick your teeth down your throat. Your match with Nate Michaels is no holds barred. These McMahons are gonna pay. This Sunday is every man for themselves. Nobody beats the wrestling machine. I am the greatest wrestler of my generation. living out of proving people wrong. Triple H is next on that list. And just like that, it was over. You step into the ring with the game. There is no one greater. I will take that hammer and stick it straight up your ass. At WrestleMania, the WWE Championship comes back home. I swear, I will unleash hell on you. Welcome back to Review of Mania. And today, WrestleMania 22. Big time. That was terrible and off key. Yes, I know. Still not as good as Into the Fire. Well, nothing can be as good as Into the Fire. Yes. All right, WrestleMania 22. The big time one with the big time guys. As opposed to all the other ones. Exactly. Coming from Chicago, Illinois. Illinois. The third time. Yeah, technically they're not in Chicago. They never technically are. That's true. Yep. All right. So the Robbie for WrestleMania, there were only four matches and only one had a finish. Hmm. Vince McMahon faced John Cena. Flair, the Money in the Bank ma- uh, Flair is in the Money in the Bank match. Kane and Big Show are the tag team champions. Yep. And they're facing Chris Masters and Carlito, who are idiots, by locking Kane into a room and barricading the door with a forklift on Raw. But Kane goes out the back, uh, goes comes back out because there's another door that they didn't bother locking. It was kind of funny. So they barricade the door, and Big Show's like, I'll come get you, Kane! And he's sitting there trying to move the the forklift. And then Kane just shows up and goes, Hey, hey, Show! He's like, I'm trying to get Kane out! Show! He's like, How the hell'd you get out? So there was a back door. It wasn't locked. They, they should have just said that he teleported because yes, he's Kane. Exactly. It was a pretty good raw. Joey Styles is now on commentary, which is really refreshing. It was Styles, King, and Coach. And honestly, Coach wasn't bad here. But it was weird not hearing Lawler playing the heel and Coach being the ass-kisser to Vince McMahon. 
So, yeah, it was interesting. But now we're ready for WrestleMania 22. Coming from the All-State Arena in Chicago, Illinois, which I actually think is like Rosemont or something. Yeah, it's in Rosemont. The main event will be WWE WWE Champion John Cena facing Triple H, the game. And for some reason, HBK is taking on Vince McMahon. Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child sings America the Beautiful. And then... What's that? I was like, woo, Michelle Williams. Yeah. Getting big celebrities now. Yeah. For many... Well... For many WrestleMania openings, they usually use nothing but old clips of WrestleMania. So in this case, they use nothing but... I don't know what the hell I wrote here. For many WrestleMania opening packaging, they use nothing but old clips of WrestleMania. This time set to I Dare You by Shinedown. And at the end of the package ends with an Eddie and Benoit hugging at WrestleMania 20. This is the first WrestleMania since uh, since Eddie Guerrero's passing in November of 2005. I still remember what I was doing that day. And it happened in Minneapolis. And I didn't go to the SmackDown. But, uh, man, yeah, I that was a bad day. Um, we then cut to another package, running down the clips with the upcoming matches. Jim Ross is back out of the blue. So they rehired Jim Ross. He's back Yay. now. This is good Jim Ross. Yes. Unlike AEW Jim Ross. Hey, he's <laughs> just older. And Tony Giovanni has to talk. So... We get the World Tag Team Championships to start the match. We've got Carlito and Chris Masters versus the champions Kane and Big Show. Did you even remember these guys being tag team champions, let alone a tag team? Because I sure didn't. Yes, and this is also at the time when Kane had his good theme song. You mean the only good theme song? Yes. The Finger Slow 11? Chemical. Yes. Yeah. It's on my Spotify playlist. Chris Masters and Kane start off, but Big Show hits a headbutt and is tagged in pretty quick. Multiple open hand chops slaps to the chest of Chris Masters. Masters then rakes the eyes and allows him to tag in Carlito. Uh, Carlito tries for a wrist rock, but Big Show crotches Carlito on the top rope. Masters runs in to try and help, but is press slammed for his trouble. Carlito is then press slammed to the outside on top of Chris Masters. Kane hits a flying clothesline to both men on the outside. Big Show's head is smashed into the turnbuckle with no padding. And then hit a flapjack on Big Show. But Big Show only is dazed for a bit. As Big Show is able to hit a double suplex. And then tag Kane in. Kane beats up both men with ease. Kane goes for another flying clothesline. But Masters catches Kane and puts him in the Master Lock. Masters version of the full Nelson. Big Show breaks it up, and all four men are fighting, and tags and tags and stuff seem to be an afterthought at that point. Kane then hits a choke slam on Carlito for the pinfall. What do you think? Um, 
I thought this was a weird match because it was only like two months ago that Carlito and Chris Masters were in like the Elimination Chamber versus John Cena and they were like the main event and now they're being jobbed out. Um, so it was kind of weird, but it was an okay match. There was like nothing. It was just a glorified squash match pretty much with a little bit of offense from the squash, the squashies. Yeah, I mean, it only went uh, six, uh, 6.45. So, I thought it was an okay match. But yeah, like you, I thought it was kind of weird. That, they just made them look like idiots on Raw. So, it's like, why the hell should we even... You know, they were already predicting the main event, you know, the finish. Yeah. It's like, we already know what's going to happen. They're idiots. They aren't going to win. It's probably Clarolito's fault, to be honest. He probably had some... He probably said something, and Vince McMahon was like... Job him out. Probably. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's kind of a... Normally, we've been seeing it since the newer WrestleManias around this time. It was, you know, high-flying or, like, really fast-paced. And this was just kind of like, wow, it has to go somewhere. Might as well just make it the opener. Well, we got our high-flying right next. Yes, that's true. So, moving on, we have now got... The coach backstage with Shawn Michaels. HBK will face Vince McMahon because he told him to grow up. HBK goes over the previous year's matches with Benoit and Triple H at WrestleMania 20, Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21, and he says not to expect a five-star wrestling classic. Vince McMahon is going to endure his own personal hell tonight when they face off, according to Shawn Michaels. Okay, promo. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, not bad. <clears throat> uh, next up, we have the interpromotional Money in the Bank. Zach, tell me which one of these people don't fit. Matt Hardy versus Shelton Benjamin versus Finley versus Rob Adam versus Bobby Lashley versus Ric Flair. Um, Bobby Lashley. Correct. I'm Got it. Yes. Alright. An RVD chant breaks out as the bell rings. And everyone fights each other. Matt Hardy gets a ladder first. And then his, that ladder is then baseball slid into his face by RVD. Then RVD uh, then follows up with a cross body block off the top rope uh, to make, take each other out. Kind of a dumb move. Yes, I'm going to land on a ladder. Yes. This will hurt him more than it hurts me, but it hurts me even regardless. Shelton Benjamin angles a ladder and does a running sent-off on the top of the ladder, taking out everyone on the floor. Finley and Flair in the, in, the, in the ring, and Matt Hardy stops Flair from getting the briefcase, and he hits a superplex off the ladder. Uh, Flair, who is now 57 years old, and yells, "My leg, my leg!" Ah! Yeah, he was like that guy, that guy from SpongeBob. My leg. Exactly. Uh, he's helped out by officials to the back. Lashley climbs the ladder, and Shelton tries to stop him. And Shelton tries for a sunset power bomb, but it takes three men to power bomb Lashley off the ladder. And Shelton was just hanging there with his feet off the floor, trying to power bomb him. Finley throws yeah. a ladder. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say we're probably we're gonna get to this in like 
a couple of episodes. But Sheldon Benjamin has never had good luck doing the sunset flip power bomb off of a ladder. Um, there here he looked ridiculous, and then there was that time at WrestleMania 25 where he tried to do that to MVP, and then they both just ate shit, and then. Uh, Shelton Benjamin got like really angry and just power bombed him out of the ring. Finley <laughs> uh, throws a ladder into the face of Matt Hardy. RVD is wiped out as well. Rick Flair then comes from the back, and Flair and Finley start fighting. And Flair easily takes care of Finley with a few chops. Flair then starts to climb the ladder again and is pulled off by Hardy, Shelton, and Shelton. Uh, he then starts chopping anything that moves. <coughs> and they start climbing the ladder again. And the crowd is going nuts. Flair has a briefcase. Finley climbs up the ladder and hits Flair with the shillelagh. Flair takes a bump off the top of the ladder. So that's it for Flair. He's dead. He's like, I get, you get two bumps out of me. That's it. Yes. Well, he took big ones, so. That's. It's true. Shelton climbs to the ladder to stop Finley. Lashley runs in with another ladder and knocks over both men and the ladder. Then he hits a dominator on Shelton. Uh, he then hits a dominator on Shelton and starts to climb the ladder as another RVD chant breaks out. And out of nowhere, RVD hits the Van Terminator to the side of Lashley, who was on the ladder, knocking him down. Matt Hardy then hits a side effect off the top of the ladder on Finley, taking himself out of the match. RVD climbs the ladder, hits a frog splash uh, onto Finley as a huge ECW chant is heard that even JR acknowledges. Uh, RVD then has a briefcase in hand, but Shelton leapfrogs onto the ladder to stop RVD from pulling it down. Now Matt Hardy is on the other ladder, all three men are fighting on two different ladders. RVD knocks over the ladder and sends Hardy and Shelton out of the ring. RVD is, is able to unclip the briefcase and win the match. So, yeah. What did you think? Uh, this I match was 12-31. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I thought that this match was actually a little bit better than last year's ladder match uh, because it was just... I felt like every all the competitors, for the most part, gelled better. Um, and then you had the ridiculousness of Flair taking two huge ladder bumps at the age of 57 or 58 or something like that. Uh, and then, of course, like in these early ladder matches, it kind of seemed like there was always like one guy who was clearly going to win. In last year's case, it was Edge. And then in this case, it's RVD. Um, so it's not, not like uh, it made, like, the winner made sense. Everybody was happy. Pretty good match. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, but I thought it was one of those, eh, it's not going to be as well remembered as other Money in the Bank matches that we've seen in the past. I disagree because of the flare bump. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I, I think people tend to think of WrestleMania 24, 25, and Shelton doing all the crazy stuff, and I don't know. I yeah, kind of, I, mean, I kind of forgot about it. But that's just me too. So, you know, take it for what it is. Sure. 
So, either way, I enjoyed the match. It was pretty fun. Uh, I'm and, glad they did a lot of safe stuff. For the most part. And we did get Flair yelling, my leg! Yes, it's always good. All right. Josh Matthews, a very young Josh Matthews. Boo! Is backstage with Mean Gene Okerlund, the first Yay. announcer ever inducted into the Hall of Fame the previous night. Mean Gene says how great it was, and then Randy Orton comes out of nowhere and mentions that mean, questions Mean Gene and says tonight he's going to beat Rey Mysterio, who is a charity case. Someone then taps him on the shoulder, and it's Batista. Batista reminds him that it doesn't matter who wins, as Batista will be back soon as he's out injured. Uh, and he says by WrestleMania 23, he will be heavyweight champion again. Well, I mean, technically he's correct. Well, there you go. Howard Finkel's in the ring, and he says that Bret Hart was uncomfortable participating in the following event. And everybody boos. Yes. Well, <laughs> dude, seriously. I mean, I don't understand. If you're so pissed off, I remember all this too. Because they made a big deal that they took Sean out of the Hall of Fame. Like, he didn't want to. Brett literally said, like, I'm not going to do anything if Sean Michaels is in the room. And so Sean Michaels did not attend the Hall of Fame. And, you know, this and that. And Brett made a big fucking stink. It's like, dude, get, get over it. You know? Like, fuck off. Like, if you're going to do this Hall of Fame. See it through. No one says you have to talk to Shawn Michaels. Well, I mean, that's true. Like, grow up. Like, if you don't want to talk to Shawn Michaels, don't talk to him. Don't look for him. And if you see him, just ignore him. Simple as that. Or if you do see each other, be cordial. Shake each other's hands and just say, hey, I don't want to see you. Don't want to talk to you. Can you please leave? You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. All that you have to do, but either way, it'll be a couple more years till they patch up the uh, bury the uh, hatchet, if the, as it were. So the people inducted in the 2006 Hall of Fame class: Mean Gene, Sensational Sherry, who had a Mike Tyson tattoo, apparently. I I think that was just Baker. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I thought it was a Mike Tyson tattoo. Well, I mean, she always had the that weird eye makeup that went up around her face. Ah, that's true. And a lot. Tony Atlas, Vern Gagne, the celebrity inductee was William the Refrigerator Perry, the Blackjacks, and then finally Eddie Guerrero. Anything you want to yeah. add? No. Okay. Next Brent up. Bret Hart sucks. Okay. Next up, the United States Championship, Chris Benoit versus JBL. The ramp suddenly raises up, and a limo drives out on stage. Taz states that according to JBL, he bragged about beating Eddie Guerrero at the 2004 Great American Bash to win the championship, and he was a great technical wrestler. And if he beats Benoit... JBL will then become the greatest technical wrestler ever because that's how it works. Yes, exactly. So, Benoit comes out to his usual mix and does his stuff. 
Benoit tries for a crossface early, but can't lock it on. Benoit tries for a sharpshooter, but JBL is able to roll out of the ring. JBL then hides behind Jillian Hall and then gets a thumb to the fa- uh, to the eye. And my God, Jillian Hall was cute. A little yeah, sharp. they had they just had gotten rid of that big mole on her face. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Um, so it's a thumb to the eye, giving him the upper hand. JBL rains down punches and kicks on the Benoit. JBL goes for a clothesline in the corner, but Benoit gets out of the way and then hits a trifecta of Germans and calls for the headbutt. But JBL pulls the ref into the ropes, knocking down Benoit. This allows JBL to hit a superplex. JBL mocks Eddie Guerrero, and then Benoit goes for the three amigos uh, with the hip spins. JBL hits two of the three. Benoit comes back, uh, but JBL quickly puts a stop to it. The corner to the, with a big boot to the, in the corner. <sighs> JBL applies a nerve hold on Benoit's neck, and then applies a rear naked choke as well. Eventually, Benoit is able to hit, hit back. And break the suplex. I'm sorry. Get uh, get out with a back suplex to break the hold. Benoit then hits his version of the Three Amigos on JBL. He does an Eddie taunt. Calls for the headbutt. Benoit hits that headbutt and makes a cover. JBL kicks out at two and three quarters. Benoit tries for a German suplex, but JBL holds on to Nick Patrick. JBL then goes for a clothesline from hell. But Benoit turns that into a crossface, but JBL is able to roll him over for the pin. JBL hooks his arm around the bottom rope for leverage, and he picks up the win to become the new United States champion. Uh, this match went 10 minutes exactly. And, you know, I, it's crazy to see where JBL was last year, but I don't know what it is about JBL. I don't care. For any of his matches, even though Ben was a great worker, no, he he ruins everything, uh, because uh, he is a selfish asshole and he won't sell very well. And whenever and Benoit can like hoof you around as much as possible, but, but JBL will just be like, is is lazy and it just he ruins every match that he's in because he's lazy. I just, I don't like his style. All he does is punch, kick, punch, kick, sleeper hold. Well, here's, Big but boom. here's the thing though. Like there are really good punch, kick wrestlers. Jerry Lawler is a good punch, kick wrestler. Uh, Stan Hansen, who JBL yes, st- steals a, a lot of. Here's the difference though. What does Stan Hansen and Chris and uh, King have that, that JBL doesn't? Charisma. Thank you. Exactly. Charisma. So he can yeah, make it work around I, it. Unfortunately for JBL, he just says, I'm a racist and I'm better than you. Okay, hate me now. Well, we hate you because you're a lazy asshole. I mean, that's and that's that's it. He's also a bully oh, and I yeah. can't enjoy any of his matches just because of what I know about him personally. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I just... <sighs> I felt bad for Benoit. He's been on a roll of really good WrestleMania matches, and then he gets this garbage. This is his last Mania match. No, is it? Was he hurt for next year's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, 
Neck surgery, wasn't it? Yeah. He was out for? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. <sighs> and then he died. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But let's... Let's move, move on. on because we're we're now going to get to the best match on this show. I beg to differ, but we'll talk about that later. Hardcore rules match. Antech shot the world. I stand before you, your new WWE champion. And being the champion, I do what I want when I want. I am the most watched WWE champion of all time. I am awesome. Oh, no, you oh, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Oh, you big Foley is too. Wow. Cena wins. Big Foley. You cost me my dream of walking into WrestleMania as the champion. You son of a bitch. So I'm going to make it real simple. Mick Foley versus Edge at WrestleMania. Mick, you've never had that classic, defining, legend-making WrestleMania performance that you crave. So what's it going to be, Mick? While I reject your offer for a wrestling match, I'd like to challenge you to another match where there are no rules, no disqualifications, and there are no excuses. You and me at WrestleMania in a hardcore match. No, 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 no. About that challenge, I accept. Mick Foley has gone from being a hardcore legend to a cuddly teddy bear. A moment. Mick, you're pathetic. Oh, yeah, Edge, you spoke the truth. But by doing so, you've awoken something inside of me that was sleeping for too long. Do you know what you've done? You have created a monster. You've brought back to life the hardcore legend. Only looking to eradicate Edge. And at WrestleMania, whatever Edge has woken in Mick Foley, he's woken it at the wrong time. You will find that the truth hurts. Bye-bye. Edge versus Mick fucking Foley. Yes. So Mick Foley was a special guest referee in one of Edge's matches against John Cena. Edge blames Foley for Cena winning the title and says that Mick Foley was never given a moment, a WrestleMania moment. So uh, apparently WrestleMania 2000 didn't count. No. Edge challenges him to a match and Foley says, no, I don't want your shitty match, but I'll challenge you to a hardcore rules match. Foley has a, or Edge has awoken a monster in Foley and that was once dead is now alive. And now the hardcore legend is back. So it was a great promo. It was a great promo. So Joey Styles is welcome to the announce booth. He says he's happy to lose his WrestleMania virginity. Okay. Well, I mean, technically it's true. Uh, yeah, no, I know it's true, but still weird. Edge comes out with Lita holding a Louisville Slugger baseball bat. 
and looks angry and mean. McFoley comes and he's out. Wearing... Oh, go ahead. What's he wearing? Oh, and he was we- and he was wearing a a uh, vest with no shirt on. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, ha, I didn't even notice. McFoley comes out doing the Cactus Jack Bang Bang, wearing a black plaid shirt, and even Jr. or even Joy Styles goes, ah. Oh, He's not wearing his usual red plaid shirt. He's wearing a dark shirt. It means he's gone to a darker place. <laughs> yes. Thanks, That's exactly what it means. He also looks like he's gained about 50 pounds since Raw. I didn't tell. But, uh, so yeah. He's got a black plaid shirt on and a Cactus Jack shirt underneath. The bell rings and Edge goes after Foley with the baseball bat but misses. Foley hits a bulldog and puts Edge in a tree of woe and hits a running elbow drop onto Edge. Edge is directing Lita to get stuff from under the ring. And Foley's uh, hit in the head with a cookie sheet. I always like the cookie sheet shots. They're soft and they're loud. Like, yeah, because they're made out of aluminum. Yeah, I know. And why do we need steel chairs? You can just use a cookie sheet. It makes just as much it makes more noise and it's a shit ton safer. Yes, but then people be like, why are there always cookie sheets under the ring? They just like to bake cookies for the boys before the show. They're good luck cookies. Mm. And then they have nowhere to store the cookie sheets, so they go under the ring for safekeeping. I see. There you go. That's an elaborate That's an elaborate backstory, Rob. <laughs> Which man likes his cookies. He might. Especially if they're filled with protein. Yes. With with uh, what was that? What was the the pro stuff? Psycho pro. Psycho pro. Yes. Did we try your pro cookies today, Hunter? Yes, Dad. Yes. Edge places a street sign against Foley's face. Hits a running drop kick into the face of Foley. Edge then calls for the spear, and hits it. And Edge is rolling around in pain like he hurt himself. Foley stands up, and. Removes his black pad, blah, move, removes his black plaid shirt and pulls out a pair of wire cutters and it's revealed that Foley has wrapped himself in barbed wire. Genius! Yeah. Yep. Always reminds me of the uh, Bret Hart uh, Goldberg steel plate. Where, yeah, where Bret just wears a breastplate yep. out of like a full set of uh, plate mail armor. Yep. I quit Goldberg because you suck. Good shit. Maybe. I think maybe that's the only good thing Bret Hart ever did. Oh, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> the wire is then used to slice open the forehead of Edge. Joey says that Edge has been never has never been exposed to barbed wire. Foley then goes under the ring. And it pulls out Barbie the barbed wire bat. Uh, it's a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Also known as Janice in uh, TNA. No, Janice is actually oh, the a 2x4 uh, with nails. And that's actually named after Dixie Carter's mom. Yes. <laughs> Lita then comes from behind and jumps on the back of Foley. And he runs and hits the, as Joy Styles calls it, the cactus clothesline. Sending all three bodies to the floor, a swinging neck body, a sinking neck breaker onto the floor for a two count, as it is false count anywhere. Foley places 
Edge against the steel steps and runs at Edge. And Edge pops up and hits a hip toss, sending Foley into the side of the stairs. It looked like that sucked. Yeah, it looks like it hurt hell. And then Foley is thrown first, uh, knees first, over the ring steps and flips over them. And that, again, looks like it hurt like hell. Yes. Edge pulls out a table and sets it up. Edge beats up Foley, placing him on the table. And then he climbs to the top rope. Foley the rolls off the table, so Edge continues beating him down and throws him headfirst into the steel ramp. Again, another... Yeah, it's like Foley, what... Like, Foley, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, it hurt. Looks like it hurt. Uh, that only gets a two count. Edge throws Foley back into the ring. He grabs a bottle of lighter fluid and starts to douse Foley in the fluid. But this lights a figurative fire under Foley, who then fights back, hits a pile driver, and only gets a two count. Foley... I always liked Cactus's uh, pile driver. Yeah, it's always good. Foley tries for a concerto, but Lita distracts Foley, which allows Edge to attack and get another two count. Edge grabs a barbed wire bat, hits Mick Foley in the midsection, and then in the back, and then finally across the face, opening up Foley instantly. Uh, he then grates the wire across Foley's face, and then follows up with a running bulldog into the barbed wire and to, uh, to Foley. And again, it kicks out at two. Edge then goes under a set of stairs, and he pulls out a white cloth bag. It's full of thumbtacks. Edge pours the tacks all over the ring, and Foley continues attacking. Uh, sorry, he continues attacking Foley and drags him over to the tacks, but Foley reverses, hits a back suplex into a shirtless Edge into the tacks, very reminiscent of the 2004 backlash brawl between. Foley and Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foley then grabs uh, Mr. Socko, but he wraps barbed wire around the sock and he hits a mandible claw on Edge. Lita then runs in. He hits a, a mandible claw to her. She rolls out of the ring. Lita is shown with blood running down her mouth, which I really ew. liked. Oh, no, definitely you. But I really liked, like, there was damage to her. Like, holy shit, what the hell is McFoley not going to do, you know? And good on right. Lita for, for taking something like that, because, yeah, uh, barbed wire anywhere near my mouth or tongue or anything is very scary. I also couldn't see, like, somebody like Trish Stratus doing this. You could or couldn't? I couldn't. No, I agree. So, again, good on Lita. Foley attacks Edge with the barbed wire bat. Uh, he hits the bat between the head of Edge, busting him open. Oh, between, I meant to say between the eyes, but whatever. He's now busted open. There's a bunch of blood running down Edge's face. Lita grates the... Oh, not Lita. Sorry. Foley grates the barbed wire across the face of Edge. Foley then grabs the lighter fluid and sprays the table. Lita comes out of nowhere and hits Foley in the knees with the barbed wire bat. She then pours more lighter fluid onto the table. She then sets the table on fire. Edge then hits a spear to Foley through the flaming table as Foley writhes in pain and his slow and Edge slowly crawls over to Foley. He makes the cover. One, two, three. Foley has been defeated. Edge is shaking. He can't walk to the back. 
and Foley is checking his arm. As you can see, it's pink, and all his hair is missing from it. Edge has thumbtacks to his back and blood all over his face. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the match. Uh, the match itself lasted, uh, 14 minutes and 36 seconds. Your thoughts? Best match on the show. Best finish. Great chemistry between Edge and, and Foley. Lita was perfect. Nothing else to say. Best match on the show. Greatest finish. Best hardcore match ever, also. Yes. 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 I don't know. I kind of like that Randy Orton versus Mick Foley one. I will say that I like that match too. This one's better. I liked Triple H versus Cactus Jack on Raw 97. I like that match too. This one's better. Uh. Hmm. Oh, snap. Wrestling Observer is giving away two full tickets to full gear. I wish I lived in Baltimore. Damn. Yeah, but it's you're pretty close to Baltimore. You could drive up. In an hour? Oh, no. <laughs> if you had like three or four. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd go. Go to AEW twice in one week. That'd be amazing. It takes me eight hours to get to Baltimore, at least. It takes me a while to get there, too. Oh, no. What did you do? Okay, there we go. Stupid word. So, yeah, I love this match. It was great. I thought the violence, you know, it was good. It wasn't just garbage wrestling for the sake of garbage wrestling. And you'll never see this match anywhere in WWE again. And the other thing that I really like about it is that there's a lot of matches now in uh, WWE or AEW uh, or anywhere where there are just, like, everybody, like, hits so many different moves on each other that it doesn't seem to make any sense when it stops. Edge here hit his finisher. Yes, it was through a flaming table, but that was the biggest move of the match, and that finished it. Yeah, it wasn't a kick out. Right. All right. Yeah, I really enjoyed that match. It was great. Uh, I think it was uh, very much like I didn't expect them. I remember watching this live, and I didn't expect the level of violence. It was crazy. Booker T and Charmel are scheduled to face the Boogeyman. Baby, I'm scared. Please don't make me do this. I can't. I, I mean, what, no, why is the Boogeyman targeting us, Booker? What did we ever do to him? Get it on now, you know what? Why are all the freaks around here always drawn to you, Come baby? Come on now, baby. <laughs> ain't no freak magnet. Come on, let's get this no, done. I got no. you. I'm your man, all right? Army matey! I got the boogie man. I got your back. I'm your man. All right? We get this door. 95, 96, 97, 98. Oh, Eugene, so close. But you don't get the money. <laughs> hey, Booger, you want to make a thousand bucks? I don't want no thousand bucks, man. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> Why is the 
in his mouth <laughs> when I think maybe you should take the worms and put them in your it's the only way you're going to beat him tell me you didn't just say that what? What you, you didn't just say that baby let's get what the hell out of here say, you freak That's not my fault. <laughs> Don't! <sighs> and Charmel says that they're all freaks. Or why are all the freaks drawn to you, Booker? And then they pan over to a pirate who's just standing there going, Yar, matey. Was it, was it Paul Virgil? Oh, God, I forgot about him. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Paul Burchard. I couldn't remember who that was. And I was like, yeah, okay, it's Captain Sparrow. They walk down the hallway a little more, and Eugene is bouncing a basketball. He's up to 98. And when Teddy Tibiasi kicks the ball out and goes, Oh, Eugene, you were so close. He then, <laughs> offers, he then offers Booker T a chance for to make $1,000. And I just love the fact that Booker goes, I don't need a thousand dollars. Like, damn, Booker, you're paid. They then keep walking, and you hear May yelling, Oh, WrestleMania! We see Snitsky licking her bare feet. He then yeah. offers to he offers Booker T to join him. Uh yeah. Finally they run into Gold Dust, who is dressed as Oprah, and he calls, I am Oprah Dust. And he says, look around. As everyone surrounds Booker T and Charmel. We're all freaks. And they need to take out the boogeyman. And he says, Booker, if you take the worms for boogeyman. And then he tells Booker T to eat the worms. And then he whispers in his ear. It's where he could. And he goes, tell me you just didn't say that. You freak. 
And Snitsky says, that wasn't my fault. And Ted DiBiase just randomly laughs. <laughs> I think he was trying to say, put the worms up his ass or something. Probably it's gold dust. Uh, um, I don't know. Booker T and Goldust have really great chemistry, but they this do. was like, it was this weird. was just weird. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is weird. Um, and I also felt bad that Ted DiBiase was grouped with these people. Yeah. Since when has Ted DiBiase ever been known as a freak? He's always been like a manager and like someone who's always in control and conniving. Like that's not a freak. That's someone who has domination. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's because he was fat, and Vince McMahon's like, "You're fat now. You're a freak." I don't know. You like Jesus? Do oh, women... that's true. He does. He does like Jesus. He does just a little bit. He's, Two he's women. Pastor Ted. He is Pastor Ted DiBiase the third, and he asks his congregation every week, "Do you want to make a thousand dollars? Read these scriptures." <laughs> Oh, sorry, Timmy. The page got cut off. Guess you don't get the thousand dollars. You don't get. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord said, "Let there be light." <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord said, "Everybody's got a price to pay." Ah, okay. Two women won some Snickers contest. And they basically insinuate that they're fat asses because one woman is eating five Snickers and the other is eating six. Or that they're going to die of diabetes or something. One of the two. Maybe both. NFL announcer Joe Theismann is shown in the crowd. And then Michelle Williams is also shown in the front row. Next up, probably the worst match of the night. Booker T and Charmel versus The Boogeyman. So, in my notes here... I wrote, oh, Shamar is scared. Charmel is scared. I don't understand why she came to the ring, let alone Booker let, let her come to the arena. And then I realized, they were like, oh, Charmel's in this match too. And I was like, okay. So, yeah. So the pyro goes off for Booker T, and they both jump and they're scared. Charmel, uh, Booker T checks under the ring, and Michael Cole. Uh, this is great. Michael calls us Booker T has sustained several injuries and couldn't face the Boogeyman, but then he got caught faking it, so now he has his match. And Boogie Boogeyman has been using his mind games. Uh, Boogeyman is apparently undefeated at this point, and this is his debut WrestleMania. He's only WrestleMania. And it turns out Charmel is in this match, as I said. Booker T climbs onto the ring apron as Michael Cole admonishes Booker T. Booker T then attacks Boogeyman from behind and then beats down the Boogeyman. The arena is super hazy from the dry ice and pyro. Booker T hits a Yakuza kick on Boogeyman. The crowd is dead. You hear people yelling, boring. Boogeyman no-sells Booker T's punches and goes for a clothesline. But Booker turns into the bookend, which is his version of the rock bottom. He only gets a two-count. Boogeyman ducks a scissors kick and run. Booker T made, takes a really shitty looking uh, shoulder into the corner. It's like he misses a scissor kick. He stops for a second and goes, oh yeah. And then runs himself into the sh into the, uh, the, the, the pole. Looked terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Boogeyman then pulls out a pocket full of worms and then puts them in his mouth. 
Charmel then grabs the boogeyman's staff and then tries to hit him, but she yells right before she's going to hit him, which causes him to turn around. And Charmel is kissed with a mouthful of worms. She freaks out and screams and runs away. Booker T then tries to take advantage, but can't. Boogeyman hits his double... Oh, what the fuck you call this? You pick him up I with... I think it's like a double choke slam. That's what I wrote. Double choke slam move. And pinch Booker T. I said, this match sucked worse than WrestleMania's... Than Booker T's WrestleMania match with Triple H. Yeah, Booker T hasn't had a really good time at WrestleMania. I don't know, man. I don't. I never got the Boogeyman, and like the only thing I can think of every time he's brought up is that first podcast that CM Punk did with at Colt Cabana, where he was talking about the Boogeyman and how the Boogeyman would get sick from eating the worms, and he'd have to go to the doctor, and he's and the doctor is like, "What have you done, Mister Marty Wright?" And he goes, "I eat worms." And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I never got the boogeyman. Did he, he legit ate them? Yeah. And they were real worms. So he'd get like, the he would get like trichinosis and stuff like that from like the worms because of all the yeah, bacteria yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and, he actually ate them like legit. Yeah, no, he he did. God. Imagine, and, you know, the, you know, the, you know, be wrestling, you know, beyond the mat, right? Yeah. When he's with Darren, Vince McMahon with Darren Drowse, a very famous scene. He's gonna puke. He's gonna. He's gonna puke. Just imagine if this is Marty Wright. He eats worms, huh? Hmm. Gotta, gotta see this. Fuck. And he, and I guess Marty Wright was like Hulk Hogan because he called everybody brother. He called uh, CM Punk brother Punk. Brother Punk. There you go. Dude, brother I can't Punk. I eat worms. I can't believe how jacked he was. I was like, God damn. Guy is... No, he was in he was in amazing shape. The, and the other thing is, is that he's like in his late forties here because he lied about his age to get into Tough Enough. Um, wait, wait, wait. he was in Tough Enough. Yeah, he was in the fourth season of Tough Enough. He was in the tryout, and they found out that he lied about his age because he said he was like twenty eight and he was actually forty. And they oh, liked was to... that the one where Al Snow got pissed off? Like, ah. Uh... He like found out he was lying and like got mad at him and kicked him out. Yeah, but it was on the like it was on the first it was on the first day like the fourth season of Tough Enough was like they had to do the, this like beach course. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I slightly remember that. Yeah, but, uh, and yeah. Man, I just why the fuck would you legit eat them? I don't know. Put them he in went... your mouth is one thing, okay? Like, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't fucking do it. Period. But don't swallow yeah, them, you, got... you fucking moron. He got so sick that his doctor was like, all right, don't eat any more worms. Um, but if you have to do this gimmick, I don't know, switch to liver or something. Sip so he eat raw liver. Ugh. Ah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> he should just do this gummy worms one day. Just call it like a mouthful of trolleys. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and yet he still keeps getting a paycheck. Yeah, because he's a legend. Fuck. Oh, well. I eat worms. Next up, we have the Women's Championship. Mickey James versus Trish Stratus. Oh, this is a famous match. Yes, I love this match. Mickey is an obsessed fan slash stalker of Trish Stratus. And she kisses her, which is too much for Trish, who cuts off the relationship. Mickey then chick kicks her. 
and then kidnaps Ashley Mazzaro, rest in peace, and gets her match at WrestleMania. And she kisses an unconscious Chris Stratus after Mick, after Mickey beat the hell out of her. The best part was there was blood running out of her nose while she was being crazy. I love this buildup. Nothing to add? No. Okay. Jim Ross then suddenly says, Mickey might be too old for the king. She's only in her early 20s. And King asks if she can cook. King compares Mickey to John... Oh, yeah, get the... King compares Mickey to John Chaplin and the John Lennon events. So, was it John Chaplin's name? Uh... I don't know, but well, yes. the guy who shot John Lennon. Yeah, because that you know that's that's a good thing to bring up. No shit, that's what I thought. I was like, really, dude, this is wrestling. No one's getting See, shot. Like I said, death. See, Jerry Lawler's the worst. Can he go away, please? Oh, he's, he's not on, going to. He's back on Raw now, so. Oh, I know. Trish gets. That's a, why I don't. That's why you don't watch. I don't watch. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Well, it's part of the reason why I don't watch. The other reason it sucks. True. Trish gets a Luthor's press on Mickey. He beats her down in the she beats her down in the corner, on the floor. Trish goes for a kick, but ends up kicking the ring post instead. Mickey then follows up, wrapping the knee around the ring post to further injure her leg. Trish is hobbling around the ring as both men exchange punches. Mickey hits a standing drop kick to her knee. A let's go Mickey chant breaks out as Mickey works over the leg and knee of Trish Stratus. She then applies a half Boston Crab. Mickey continues working over the leg and the knee again of Trish as another Let's Go Mickey chant breaks out. Trish starts making a comeback and the crowd boos every move that she does. Trish starts getting momentum with clotheslines and then a spine buster for a two as Mickey seems to have the crowd split at this point. Mickey is able to get a big boot and climbs to the top rope, but Trish tries to her Karana her, but Mickey James is able to throw her off and counter the uh, the move. Mickey then covers Trish for a two count. Trish gets an inside cradle for a two count of her own. Mickey then tries for her own her Karana, and Trish turns it into a running power bomb for a two. The crowd continues to boo Trish. Trish calls for a satisfaction, but Mickey James jams her fingers into the crotch of Trish Stratus. This part, next part, is cut from the home video release, but Vicky, but Mickey makes a V with her fingers and slides her tongue in between her fingers. On the home video slash network release, the shot just randomly cuts to a crowd shot, and then they also edited the finish. Uh, in the actual finish of the match, they went for a satisfaction, horribly fucked it up, where the crowd chanted, you fucked up, which you kind of briefly hear on one of the replays. But they botched, so they botched it really bad. Trish punches Mickey down. Mickey was able to come right back with a chick kick and hits the chick kick on Trish and becomes the new women's champion. Now, I was curious about this. I found on YouTube a shoot interview, or it's a quick, not even a shoot interview, just a normal interview uh, from April 2016 with Mickey with Inside the Ropes. They actually mm-hmm. asked about the incident, about the V moment 
And she said, when she did at the time, she thought it made sense for the character and she made sense for the story that they have told. And um, what she said exactly, what, what she said was this, quote, I would do this and I would be a hero. It would be so over and it would be so cool and it's not the way it panned out for me, unquote. She said she got yelled at and that everything will have to be edited out and her best day turned into her worst day ever. She said her mom was in the uh, audience and she was so excited to win the title. She actually said she thought she was going to get fired and she actually went back to her hotel room and cried and just thought her career was over over that. And yeah, and she even know. said like she didn't see what the big deal was. She even thought like like I said like she's like it made sense for the character. It made sense for the story that we told that far. And she's like, out of everything that's been done in wrestling up to that point, they're going to get that angry over that jester. Yep, because and, uh, gay people can't exist, Rob. Yes. Apparently. And uh, she called it the lesbian shocker. <laughs> uh, she asked the guy she, the guy's like oh how'd you do it she goes oh you gotta make a V with your finger the lesbian th- shocker I was like oh my god I've never heard her called that before it makes so much sense yeah I mean she basically did the live long and prosper sign from Star Trek and yes. just put her tongue through it yeah exactly. but I mean like yeah so like I don't know like Vince is like he's weird, weird about like, things He yeah he's he's like weirdly like regressive on like anything that could be considered progressive in any sort of way like the whole billion chuck thing comes to mind as well like the whole thing about them possibly being gay and then all of a sudden they weren't and them getting like bitch slapped by glad and all that other stuff like he's just he's just weird about anything that could be considered gay like i don't i don't i don't get it and you told this story you had mickey james act the way that she had for months at this point. And, and then all of a sudden she... You know what I just realized does... too? This is after the HLA and lesbian storylines and all that bullshit. Right. Because Mickey James is acting in a way that's not sexy. Yes. She's acting like a crazy person sexually assaulting another female co-worker. I mean, I can I can understand like if they were if they were going to go at it from the away of the... Of, of, of go at it from the way of a, like a sexual assault then yes oh no 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 she I, I understand where they were coming on this this was a Mickey James idolizes and loves Trish Stratus so much she wants to have a romantic relationship with her and she kisses her because she loves her so much and right. rightfully so Trish didn't want that so as right. a as a way, I'm gonna kiss her now that I know that she doesn't like it. Cause fuck her, she 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 rejected my advances. I get right. It. Well, no, like if if Vince had come at it from that perspective, I could see that. But no, Vince came at it from a from the way of that's lewd, that's gross. How dare you do something like that? You're disgracing the sport of wrestling. Yeah, and then you have the fucking segment right after this. Right. Yeah, it really fucking weird. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed the match. You can still it's not tell. Like, it's it's not, not like Mickey sneezed all over the... Sneezed in the middle of the no, match. No, exactly. 
I thought she was pretty green, but she did pretty good. Um, she's always been she's always been really I good. I don't understand though. She kept on having to fix her skirt. And it's like I think why it, did you not just wear like shorts underneath? Inexperience. I guess. She was wearing like thong panties and it was like, really? Like if you're that worried, or, don't wear that stuff. Or maybe Vince said, You have to wear that. Cause I mean I look at people uh, like today, like Rio. Rio wears those pink like shorts yeah and she doesn't have to worry about nothing right oh, well, time. And, yeah it's a different time i don't know but yeah vince sucked yep so what'd you think of the match i thought it was really good um probably the best women's match we've had on a wrestlemania <laughs> to be I, honest i agree so agree. yeah all right. So. We then cut to the back where a, we, we cut into a pair of abs. And it's Vince McMahon's abs. Or his pecs, I should say. Sorry, his pecs. A yeah. jacked Vince McMahon is backstage with Linda, Stephanie, Shane, and, Vin, and uh, Vince laughs. Uh, they'll never see Vince praying. But then he all suddenly orders everyone to their knees and says they're going to have their first praying. ever McMahon prayer. He starts off with, God, you don't like me, and I don't like you. And I've done all the evil things. I love the fact that during this, Shane and Stephanie are opening their eyes and looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on? And Linda's just sitting there. Yes, being Linda. Zombie Linda. Yes. The prayer ends. He says this crazy, offensive prayer, and that he's going to send HBO, HBK to the fiery depths of hell. And then he goes, Amen, hallelujah. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and the way he says that, his eyes get humongous and his eyebrows go up and he just makes this absurd face. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? That's prayer face. McMahon. You know what's funny? <coughs> Vince McMahon grew up in North Carolina. Yeah. They love their Bible down here, man. Oh, yeah. I know. It's Bible Belt. It is. I often talk about the one time I went to Arkansas and I just saw a sign. It was just like a green sign and on it in 15-foot letters in white was just Jesus. Nothing else. But that was it. And it's like, it's a way of life down there. And it's very important. I've, got, I've and, got one better for you. Driving through Illinois into, or I think it was no, southern Michigan. We were driving into the um, really, sh- uh, or, uh, I think it was Illinois. A really shitty, shitty part of, just dangerous part uh, of town. Uh, on our way through back to Minnesota. Yeah. And it just said, Jesus will save you if you turn to him or some just crazy like religious sign going in and leaving the town. Mm-hmm. It's like, alrighty then. Yeah. I don't know. That was when I, that Jesus sign, by the way, was when I was entering toad suck. Alrighty then. Yep. 
Toad Suck, Arkansas. There you go. Yep. Now, probably the second best match on the show right here. I'm joking. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was speechless. Next up, we have the casket match. The Undertaker versus Mark Henry. A huge casket is brought down to the ring by Druids. Well, and it has to be huge because yeah. Mark Henry is fat. Yes. Very true. One second. Sorry, sitting in the dark. No fun. All right. So, a month earlier, Mark Henry attacked the Undertaker during a world title match. It cost him the match, and then he also put Undertaker through an announce table. Henry is also managed by Davari. That doesn't last very long. But he nope. doesn't come out with Davari because he got injured on the Saturday night's main event the week prior. Mark Henry attacks Undertaker early. Undertaker tries for a clothesline, but Mark Henry uh, doesn't budge. He hits it twice. On the third time, Mark Henry just hits him with a huge clothesline. Taker is thrown into the stairs on the outside. Taker is still being beaten down by Henry. Taker tries for an old school, but Henry pulls him off the ropes and beats him down some more. Henry asks for the lid open, and he chokes out the Undertaker. He tries to push him into the casket. Taker fights back and gets an opening after Henry hits his shoulder post first. Uh, he works over the arm. Undertaker hits the old school under the bad shoulder. Henry quickly fights back and the casket is open. Henry goes to land. Uh, Henry goes to this. He puts Taker on there like he was going to do a running like. I don't know, splash to him or something. Yeah. And he falls through the middle ropes and into the casket. But then Henry drags Undertaker into the casket. So then they fight in the casket and both men disappear. But then they both reappear with uh, Undertaker goozling uh, Mark Henry. Henry is then thrown back into the ring. Taker then tries for another clothesline. And he hits a big slam. He goes for a cover, but there's no pinfalls. So Henry looked kind of stupid there. He yep. hits his, like, big slam. <coughs> does. Mark Henry puts Taker into the casket, but Undertaker just stands up and goes back into the ring. Henry climbs to the second rope, hits a 10 punch, but Undertaker turns into the last ride. Uh, Henry is then thrown into the casket. Uh, or sorry, uh, into onto the casket and over it. Taker does, does a suicide dive over the top of the casket onto Mark Henry. Mark Henry is then lifted uh, up. He hits the tombstone. He then rolls Henry into the casket and he shuts the lid to win. Undertaker is now 14 and 0 at WrestleMania. And this match went 9 minutes and 32 seconds. Yeah, it's pretty. it's pretty much a nothing match. Uh, Undertaker gets a another Larry to a somewhat decent match. It's not offensively bad or anything. It's just there. Yeah, I didn't really care for it. And then here's the other thing, though. Like Mark Henry, in just a few years, becomes really good. 
So, like, I don't know what the hell. He well, was this doing is definitely part. I mean, I think this is his first transformation before he got to the Hall of Pain gimmick. Yeah. You know, I just don't think he had the it factor then, or you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Or they maybe they just gave up on him. Maybe. A video package hyping the Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon feud plays. Clips of the Kiss My Ass Club, firing of Paul Heyman, the firing of Eric Bischoff, and Bret Hart being screwed are shown. Shawn Michaels tells Vince to grow up and don't make him... And he says, don't make me screw you, Bret. Or Shawn, excuse me. Uh, <coughs> a match that was Jay McMahon has had. They replay the 1997 Survivor Series finish where Vince McMahon rings the bell and it's stupid. Uh, Sean is then beaten up by the Spirit Squad and he's forced to join the Kiss My Ass Club. And uh, yeah, Vince hates Christians. That bump that the Spirit Squad makes him do, Shawn Michaels do, looks scary as hell. Oh yeah. I'm gonna. We're gonna take all your limbs and hold them straight, and then we're gonna throw you as high as we possibly can in the air, and then let you fall. Yep. Scary man. No shit. No holds barred match. Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon. <clears throat> Jim Ross says that he can't wait for Vince, or Vince can't wait to die, so he can go to hell. And take over hell. Yep. Yep. It shows how much they love each other. Yep. Vince McMahon <laughs> has a big muscle and fitness magazine cover next to the ring. HPA gets angry and beats up McMahon, sending him over the announce table, knocking over. I still can't get over how big Vince is here. He is humongous. He is jacked. How many? How many steroids do you think he's taking? Probably three. Three steroids. Yeah, all at the same time. Probably. But then how many? Then how many are is Scott Steiner taking? Seven. Hmm. Gotta double it. Uh, I see. Mac, uh, Michaels grabs the framed cover and smashes it over the head of Vince McMahon. JR says, "Yeah, hit him in the head and then shove it up his ass." <laughs> like Jesus, Jr. JR continues saying, uh, this may be his last broadcast. The Spirit Squad comes out and they beat up Michaels. JR calls the Spirit JR calls the Spirit Squad the boil on the tailbone of life. I I mean, tell us how you really feel about Dolph Ziggler. Yes. I don't know. Kenny Dykstra does that really nice leg drop here. Oh, is that who hit that? I just wrote, one of the cheerleaders yeah. misses a top rope leg drop, and then HBK beats everybody with a megaphone. Yeah. The Spirit Squad <laughs> is true. taken care of. Vince McMahon is back in the ring. HBK turns around and gets hit with the right hand. McMahon is cut open above the right eye. McMahon runs shoulder first. His shoulder is first into the midsection. And then he takes off his belt and whips Michaels with it. Michaels is choked with the belt. McMahon then starts to tune up the band. But Michaels blocks the super kick attempt. Michaels whips McMahon with the belt. 
which sounded like it hurt like a hell of a lot harder than it did Michaels. <laughs> yeah. God. You know, I got to say, uh, you may not disagree with Vince McMahon. You may not like him. But Jesus Christ, when he's in there, he bleeds he not for his work. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I, I, I grudgingly respect that. He's a terrible human being, but he does do, he does do his, he does take his work very seriously. He does do the job when he needs to. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, he then hits an elbow drop as Jr. is going on and on about Michael's black about Vince, about Vince McMahon's black heart. HBK turns up the band, but he's about to hit the hit the kick. He is hit from behind with a kendo stick, and it's shown to be Shane McMahon hitting Shawn Michaels. Uh, Vince pulls down his pants, but Shawn fights back, and he shoves he shoves Shane's face into the crack of Vince McMahon. And with the line from JR, he doesn't know that Shane and his daddy's crack. And and Vince is like twirling his fingers and shaking his butt. And he has this like perverted smile on his face. It's really like, weird. Um, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sean then handcuffs Shane to the ring rope and throws a key into the uh, ring or into the crowd. Uh... He then wears out Shane with a kendo stick. Sean grabs a chair, and it sounds like a gunshot going off when it's bent over Vince McMahon's head. Uh, this is where Vince McMahon gets a nasty gash on the top of his forehead, or on top of his head. Vince Probably is bleeding legit. even more. Oh, no, it was. There were yeah. shots of him where the blood was spurting out. No, no, I mean, like, I know that he, no, no I mean, he probably got busted open hard way. Oh, yeah. That yeah. chair shot sounded like it. Oh, God. Um, Tell us how you really feel, Sean. Yes. So, uh, he hits, he goes to go for the sweet chin music. Shane goes to the, uh, Sean goes to the outside and gets a ladder. The, the ladder is then hit into the face of Vince where there is a cut on the top of Vince's head. It's pulling blood on the mat when he's laying there. Sean goes for another super kick, but it stops again, and he stops and pushes McMahon down. He then pulls, pushes the the ladder out of the ring. He goes to the bottom of the ring and pulls out an even bigger ladder. Vince is put on the steel, on the table. Sean climbs the ladder and near the top, and he climbs down, and the crowd boos. Oh, that's a much ladder. I'm sorry. The trash can is then placed over Vince McMahon. He's put on top of the table. JR is yelling that he has to live with himself. Don't do it. Michaels climbs to the very top. He hits crotch chops and he hits a huge elbow on the Vince McMahon. Um, the whole table is destroyed. Medical attendants are brought ringside as the table is cleaned up. Sean kicks out the, uh, uh, the medical personnel. So even now, JR is like pleading, like, stop it. Just stop. You know, you've done enough, Sean. I hate Vince McMahon too, but. Enough's enough. It's kind of weird. You know, it went from JR like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll fuck, it, fuck him up. Yeah, he's like, he's he's trying to save Sean's soul. Yes. But Sean's already been saved, so he's okay. Exactly. 
Shane Bagshot had it. John crotch chops Shane, and JR says, The old Shawn Michaels is back. Shawn says, Watch this, I'm going to knock your teeth down your throat. He then hits a huge super kick for the pinfall. Shawn Michaels wins. Uh, at 18 minutes and 25 seconds. What did you think? I thought this match was pretty good. Vince played his role perfectly. Shawn Michaels did what he was supposed to do. I didn't think Shane needed to be there, honestly. Nor the Spirit but, Squad. Or the Spirit Squad. Uh, but it was overbooked to hell, but it was a fun match. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I really, I also really like the ending after the match where Vince is oh, I got going that off. Yes. So yeah. Vince is quickly rolled out into a stretcher. While Vince is being sent to the back, they show him giving a middle finger to Shawn Michaels the entire way. Yeah. I mean, that's just great. Yep. So, there you go. Uh, next up, we have the World Heavyweight Championship. Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle versus Randy Orton. Kurt Angle is your champion. This was the yes. infamous Eddie's in Hell promo cut by Randy Orton. Yep. No way out. Rey Mysterio put his chance at the main event at WrestleMania on the line against Randy Orton, and he lost. But because Orton cheated to win, Teddy Long said he couldn't make the changing of the ruling, but he could add to the match, so he put Rey Mysterio back into the match and made it a three-way. I feel bad for Kurt Angle. He got screwed. (laughs) POD plays out Rey Mysterio to the ring. Kurt Angle... Yeah, I think this is... This is right after he got that Booyaka Booyaka song. Like, this is pretty new for him. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had that Out the Skies. Because before he had that rap song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right. Yep, I think you're right. Cornego gets his huge pyro display for his entrance, uh, for being the champion. And Randy only gets his usual entrance at the time of the Golden Sparks. Charles Robinson is showing the belt off and is pretty much standing in the face of Randy Orton. I thought it was really weird. Randy Orton then grabs a belt and hits Angle in the back of the head before the bell rings. <coughs> well, that's why he was standing right there. Yes, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Charles, he's like standing right in front of his face like, yeah! This is what's for grabs, motherfucker. You want this, he's don't like, you? Well, it's Charles Robinson, so he's probably like, I am Ric Flair. I'm a little nature bitch. So is it shortest line in shortest mount, shortest ride in the park, longest ride to wait? I don't know. Opposite of Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. A springboard splash by Mysterio, but Orton drop kicks him out of thin air. Uh, Angle comes back and hits a double German suplex on both Orton and Mysterio. Mysterio just gets launched like he's like he almost falls out of the ring. He does. Uh, Angle and Orton then go after each other. Angle throws Ray into the air, but he lands on Ray's shoulder or on Orton's shoulders, and he turns into a hurricanrana. Ray is thrown to the outside, and Angle gets a two count on Orton. Angle hits a sunset flip, but Ray rolls out and hits a a drop kick. Mysterio hits a huge tilt to whirl head scissors. 
but the crowd boos anytime Ray does something, and the crowd cheers as Angle puts Ray into the ankle lock. Yeah, nobody likes Ray. Nope. And this is going to be a thing that plagues him for a while. Yep. Uh, Orton distracts Charles Robinson as Ray taps out from the ankle lock behind the ref's back, saving the match. Angle then hits German suplexes on both Orton and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is an angle slammed on the outside of the ring. Another angle lock on Orton this time. Ray pulls Charles Robinson out of the ring as Orton taps behind his ref, behind the ref's back. Ray then gets a near fall after hitting a springboard light drop to break up the pinfall on Orton. Ray is then thrown shoulder first into the ring post and is thrown outside. Angle sets up for an angle slam, but Orton hits an RKA, RKO for a 2.5 count. Orton climbs to the top rope. Angle runs up to the ropes and gives Orton a belly-to-belly suplex. Mysterio goes for a 619 but botches, so then follows up with a seated senton uh, on, on Angle. And then he gets a near fall as the crowd boos. Orton stalks Mysterio, but uh, Angle hits an angle slam for a near fall on Orton. Angle then goes for an angle slam on Mysterio, but he turns it into a hip toss, hits a springboard hurricanrana, and picks up the win. Uh, the match went 9 minutes and 25 seconds. I really enjoyed this match for what it was. Uh, all three men work really fast. Angle, of course, looks like a million bucks throwing people around, especially Rey Mysterio. Yeah. And I thought it was a good, fast-paced match. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was as well. I heard that some some things went long, and so that their time got cut, and that's why the, the match was the way that it was, because there wasn't really a ton of story here. Like, there was a story going into it, but yeah. none of that really played into the actual match. Agreed. Because, yeah, it was just big move, big move, big move, big move. And just enough to get someone knocked out of the ring to have a quick two-on-two and or one-on-one and then back to big moves. Right. So... Everyone knew what this was, and it was why Mysterio won the Royal Rumble, and then also won the title. Rey Mysterio's yeah. title win would go down as one of the worst uh, in re- in modern wrestling history, as Rey was beaten at every opportunity, except in title matches. Yeah, like it was weird. Like the people who beat him, like Finley beat him clean on SmackDown during this time, and Finley was just a mid carder. Like, he wasn't a big deal. Like, Ray got jobbed out a lot. I think his record was, like, six wins to 14 losses during the time that he held the world title in the singles matches. Yeah, and it's weird, too. It's like, well, if you didn't want to... If you want to treat him like this, don't put the title on him. You know? Everyone knows he got the title because of Eddie. He's at death. Well, the other thing was that he held the title for so long. He held it for, like, six months. Like, if they were going to treat him like this, have him lose the title at Backlash. But, they didn't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he held it until, like, almost SummerSlam or something. Like, it was it was a long time. Yep. He ended up losing it to Booker. 
So after the match, Ray celebrates with Vicky and Chavo. Why didn't Chavo get this? Like, I think it would make more sense if it was Chavo. Eh, not marketable. <laughs> uh, no. No. Bring in Hector. There you go. Yeah. All right, John oh. Cena and Triple H are shown on the, uh, in a split screen. Cena is then shown on the big screen, or full screen, and the crowd boos. John Cena uh, was only a few people who listened to hip-hop and West Newberry Bass, according to Jay. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm sure that's actually, that's the case. Yes. And he is defiant, just like his fans. And he comes from a working-class family. Meanwhile, Triple H is shown getting given a mixed reaction. Triple H came from wealth and privilege, and he has all the advantages that comes with. And Jim Ross said the majority of fans are traditional wrestling fans, and that Triple H is coming in as a fan favorite into the match. And, I, and that's when I messaged you going, yeah, I'm up to the main event. And I was sorely mistaken. Nope. We had the second to worst match. The first ever, and I think only, Playboy pillow fight match, which involved the use of no pillows at all. <laughs> Candice, Candice Michelle, almost said Candice LeRae, versus Tori Wilson. Now, if Candice LeRae was in this match, it would probably be good. <laughs> Wouldn't she only be like 13 at the time? Uh... Uh, no, I think she would be 16 because in 2009 she was in PWG. Hmm. Tori Wilson quickly attacks Candace and hits a suplex. Both girls are wearing ball gowns. Tori hits a backdrop onto the bed. She then turns the bed over onto Candace Michelle. Tori's dog is then brought into the ring and she rubs its butt against the face of Candace Michelle. This should be animal abuse. Yes. The dress is then ripped off of Candice. GR says the match can only end in a pinfall or submission. It is not a Braun panties match. Candice hits a tarantula on a Tori. She then poses to the outside, doing her little sexy wiggle in her Braun panties. Tori is then slammed into the, ra- into the bed. And then under the bed, there's a bag with a pair of scissors underneath. Tori then cuts. Tori then gets cut out of her dress by Candace. Both women are now in their brown panties. Candace goes under the bed again and pulls. Or sorry, Tori goes under the bed again and pulls out a employment magazine and rubs it into the face of Candace. Tori then gets a roll up for the three count. Candace then quickly covers up under the under the the the, the blanket as she walks out of the ring. Even though minutes earlier she was showing off to the crowd in her broad panties. Yeah, it makes no sense. And but here's the here's the thing. Like, Candice Michelle did do some stuff in this match, and it showed that she was at least trying to be. A, she got a lot better by the time that she left. Eventually, she wasn't really good, but she got a lot better. Tori Wilson at this point has been in the wrestling business for seven years. No, I, I, I scratched that. Eight years, because she showed up in 1998 in WCW. 
what the hell is she even doing in the ring at this point? It it's clear that she doesn't care about wrestling. She doesn't care about any. She doesn't care about what happens in that ring. All she wants to do is look pretty. Well, go do that somewhere else. Man, I don't know. You just hate it. I hate I I hate this form of female wrestling because it's it's supposed to be sexy. It's supposed to be titillating, but it's not. It's ridiculous and it's gross. And I'm just sick of seeing this every single time that we do one of these <laughs> reviews. Babies, yeah. And and here's the thing, like we're almost done with it. Like what, eventually dude, we start like getting four or five more left. Well, but but here's the thing, like either the wrestling matches are short, like I'm this was was short, but like either they start having regular wrestling matches or they don't do the or they don't have the women's matches on WrestleMania. And so like I don't know, it just it's gross, it's 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 not sexy. I don't know why anybody ever thought that this was a good idea. It just, it, I don't know. It just makes me mad. I hear you. Minus five stars. Okay. I'm saying it's going to be a minus three star. This was worse than the Boogeyman <laughs> match. No, that one was worse. The whole build up to, the, uh, what is it? The whole build up with a small video package. Oh, sorry. So they, the whole buildup for the freaking John Cena versus Triple H, all based around the WrestleMania press conference, where Triple H just basically said, this will be the easiest match I've ever had, and John Cena realized why he's the king of kings. And John Cena says, oh, a champion shows their grit by uh, persevering through adversity. That's it! What the yeah. fuck was this? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it kind of it kind of seems like Triple H was like kind of being lazy slightly <laughs> during the build up here. He like I agree. had his he had his Lemmy mustache and he had the glasses and he was just like trying to capture recapture the feeling of Evolution Triple H, but he really couldn't do that. And John Cena was just like, "Well, if he's not going to do anything, I'm not going to do anything." I don't know. I just, so, I can't believe that's all it was. It was like, uh, okay, that that happened. I'm confused. Like there was no video package or anything. Like, no one got screwed. Nothing. It was just, oh, uh, we're at the WrestleMania press conference three days before WrestleMania. Right. Well, it's like John Cena needs to defend his WWE champion. Chip, he's the biggest star. I might so as well do it. He's going to fit. Right. Guess. Weird. Yeah. All right. Triple H comes up from the floor, sitting on a throne, as bow down to the king plays by Motorhead. And Looks then, like Conan the Barbarian. Yep. And then comes down to his normal theme. He's wearing a crown. A big Triple H logo necklace and almost a Triple H looking title belt, but it's just his logo. And he's dressed like Conan. A video yeah. talking about the Great Depression 
and that the only people that were living the American dream during the Great Depression, the Great Depression, were politicians on the take and the rich. But the mob in Chicago had hustle, loyalty, and respect. Apparently, triple, uh, this video is saying, "No, it's okay. If you're a bad guy in a bad time, you you're doing what's good." They showed someone getting shot in the heart. Yeah, you know, it's like it, it's it. There's nothing like glorifying like Al Capone or. <laughs> Any of those other guys who were mass murdered. You and know? it's funny too. The one one of the scenes they show is like uh, a car driving by with the with the Tommy guns and they're shooting all the liquor. And it's yeah. like, no, that's the police doing prohibition because yeah. people like John Gotti and Al Capone and all them are bad guys. Yeah, and doing something illegal. Mm-hmm. But apparently, no, this is good the way WWE spins it. That is so weird. Stupid. So a car comes out with men in suits, with Tommy guns, and they surround the ring. One notable being uh, CM Punk. CM Punk, yeah. And he's very, it's very clearly CM Punk. Yes. You just can't see any of his tattoos. But he's like, it's like, oh, hey, CM Punk. Like, he, he does like next to nothing to disguise himself. Meh. Well, I mean, at this at at this same WrestleMania, uh, Cole Cabana was one of the Druids. Really? Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Couldn't tell it was Cole Cabana. Well, no, he had a hood on. It was dark, and there was fire. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't come out doing his funky Cole Cabana dance. I would be worried if a Druid came out doing his. <laughs> oh, that Druid's having a really good time here at WrestleMania. And then all of a sudden, you just start saying, boom, boom. Yes. <laughs> why is that Druid doing the, uh, why is he doing the spinner <laughs> while holding his flame? John Cena's music hits, and the crowd boos the hell out of him. Cena is dressed as a mob boss in a hat and a long coat, holding a, com a Tommy gun, which he fires. And it looked terrible. Yeah, he's like, I'll be a cool man. I'll just fire this gun into this crowded arena. <laughs> no, I mean, granted, it has blanks, but yes. like, still, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Brand I, all I could think of was Brandon Lee this dying is after nine eleven. Right? Yeah, I know. Uh, the crowd boos all of this. The bell rings. Both benches stare at each other for forty-five minutes. JR puts over John Cena huge, saying that he has a blue collar work ethic, and that either you're with him or you're not, and he doesn't care. Triple H out wrestles John Cena with wrist locks and kicks him in the ass as the crowd is split. A fuck you, John, uh, sorry, was it? A fuck you, Cena chant breaks out. Uh, JR is forced to uh, address it, and he just says, Oh, there's a lot of traditional wrestling fans in attendance. Yeah, that's No, it. no, no, JR. It's not that there's a lot of traditional wrestling fans here. They just don't like John Cena. They never have, and they never will. John Cena is thrown to the outside, and the crowd cheers this. Cena comes back in and hits several right hands, and the crowd is all over Cena. He hits a fisherman suplex for a near fall on Triple H. A you can't wrestle chant breaks out. 
Triple H is thrown over the ring post, all of Ric Flair. Triple H brings Cena onto the ramp and tries a move, but Cena back body drops Triple H onto the steel. It made a big sound. Cena sends Triple H back into the ring. Triple H works over at Cena with a knee drop to the face. A clothesline gets a near fall on Cena. A neck breaker for another near fall. As JR says, WrestleMania sold out in two minutes, six months prior to this. Triple H continues working over Cena. A boo-yay spot with Triple H getting yays and Cena getting the boos. Cena hits a power slam on Triple H. He hits a back body drop on the crowd on their feet, booing as he does the you can't see me. Triple H gets up and gives Cena a spine buster for a near fall. Cena hits shoulder blocks and Triple H gets a sleeper, but Cena gets out with a back body drop and hits a five knuckle shuffle. Cena then pumps up his shoes, but he's interrupted by Triple H. But he's able to get the STFU locked in to the middle of the ring. But Triple H is able to slowly crawl to the rope and break the hold. Cena sets up for the FU. Triple H gets out and pushes Cena into Mike Chioda. Mike Chioda. And then Triple H gives him and Mike Chioda a low blow. Triple H does a you can't see me with a crotch chop for good measure. Triple H goes under the ring and pulls out the sledgehammer. JR is beside himself that the fans are cheering on Triple H for pulling out the sledgehammer. Triple H says that John Cena, sorry, Triple H lays out John Cena with the sledgehammer and Triple H covers Cena. Mike Kyoto slowly starts to pin count. John Cena is able to kick out at the very last second. Another okay, I need to, I need to, also, just say that while he's counting, Mike Kyoto is still selling his groin. Like, he's holding it while he's counting. Here. Oh, I didn't notice. Ah. It's like, oh! My balls! <laughs> My balls! <laughs> That's why it was a slow count. <laughs> yes. Triple H goes for the pedigree. Uh, Johnson, a back body drops Triple H. Uh... He then hits the FU on Triple H in the middle of the ring, but he kicks out. Uh, Cena then climbs to the top rope and tries for a crossbody block and misses. And Triple H calls for the uh, for another pedigree, and Cena rolls him up into the STFU. Triple H is near the ropes. Mike Kyoto checks the arm of Triple H. It falls once. It falls twice, and it's about to fall for a third time. But Triple H catches it. Triple H tries to last a little longer. Finally, Triple H taps out. And John Cena retains his title at uh, 22 minutes and 11 seconds. What do you think of this match? I thought, uh, I thought the match was fine. Like, psychology-wise, it was great. Like, uh... They like Triple H was going for the pedigree. He never hit it in the match, and I also like the fact that he showed in the beginning. Like all he was doing was simple wrist locks. Yeah, I mean he was he was he was playing his wrestling game. He he did pretty well, and yes, he had to use the sledgehammer and and those sorts of things because it's a Triple H match. Uh, but I I mean overall, like Triple H's portion of this match was fine. John Cena still like super green here. He he's not as good as a, a wrestler as he will become later on, and the crowd 
isn't having it. Like, uh, and he just moves weird in this match. Like when you mentioned the, the fisherman suplex thing, like he, the way he does, like the way you usually do a, a fisherman suplex or a standard suplex is you go straight up and then you go straight back. Yeah, he, he didn't really like rolled here. through with the fisherman yeah. suplex. Yeah, he did. He did like this twisting version that looked weird, and his STF always sucked. And you know, like, so he didn't do anything bad here necessarily. It was just odd, and it like Triple H clearly was like enjoying the fact that he was the bad guy, but he was getting cheered because. Uh, Nobody likes John Cena. Like, you could kind of see that he was enjoying that. And it took another 13 years, 12 years. Yeah, it took it took another, like, 13 years for John Cena to get... Uh, and by that point, he was done, pretty much. And now he's basically being the rock. And... Um, and he can do... And, and, the, and the thing is, now that John Cena can have really good matches... But he he's done with his wrestling career. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. Um, probably if he showed up in Chicago, he'd still get booed. But anyway. Um. So, do you think we'll see Cena back in the ring full time? Ever? No. No, not full time. You think he'll take his Hollywood money when he's done acting and just say screw it? I think he makes more money doing his small little parts than he does wrestling, and he made a lot of money wrestling. But here's the other thing. Like, do do I think that John Cena will win the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship or something? Probably. But, like, he won't... He'll have a short run. Like, like maybe he'll show did. up for a rest... Yeah, like The Rock did. And... Maybe they'll have Rock versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa... Or, sorry. They'll have John Cena versus Tommaso Ciampa. Icon versus Icon. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, have you uh, played any of the new WWE game? I downloaded it illegally and played it for 20 minutes on the PC, ran into a bunch of glitches and just weird stuff, and I was like, done, uninstalled. This is why I downloaded it. Okay. Because I wanted to see. Uh, I thought maybe it was overblown. Okay, so the reason I bring it up is not because of, but do you know what the rock is in that game no i didn't check okay so in in the my career mode it's like an alternate timeline the rock becomes the president oh yeah president, president rock. yeah i just think that's really cool <laughs> yeah i remember that because i started playing the my career mode and got bored after the first couple chapters or the first couple things i was like all right this is stupid. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. WrestleMania 22 is in the books. Should we find out what the star ratings were? Yes, what did the wrestling observer Dave Meltzer, who got in trouble with Seth Rollins recently, had to say? Oh, man. Well, when Seth Rollins was a nobody during this event... The tag match garnered a 1.75 stars. I think that's generous. The ladder in the bank, money, matter, whatever, bank, match. 
savings loan and pond bank match. Four stars. Okay. Ben Wallace's JBL. Two and a quarter stars. I'm sorry, two and three quarter but, stars. Oh, uh, way too high. Mick Foley versus Edge. Four stars. Uh, it should have been five and a half. Broke the scale. Yep. Booker T and Charmel versus the Boogeyman in a handicap match. Your guess? Negative one. You are correct. Mickey James versus Tris Stratus. Two stars. I would have been a little bit more generous with that. Undertaker versus Mark Henry. Star and a half. Hmm. Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon. 3.5 stars. Okay. I really wonder what Vince McMahon's highest match rating is. I don't know. He, at, at least at these WrestleMania events, he seems pretty high. I'm curious. One sec. Vince McMahon's highest match rating. Let's see. Vince McMahon's uh, rest. Oh, wow. The Internet Wrestling Database. Let's see. Highest rate. Oh, damn it. They don't, they can't sort it by, uh, three, to f- three and one quarter, three and one quarter. Holy crap. Oh, uh, that's another three and one quarter. Sorry. <laughs> and that was four and a quarter. I was like, Jesus. 325. <laughs> uh, okay. So... He's got one, two, three, four, five. Okay, that's his highest. So the highest? Huh. What do you know? That's funny. 3.5 stars is his highest. This is his highest rated match out of all his matches, according to the Internet Wrestling Database. I guess that makes sense. Three-way match got three and a half stars. The pillow fight match, your guess? Negative five. A dud. Boo! Well, I guess you're it... wrong, Dave Meltzer. And then the final match got a three and three point seven five stars. Hmm. I don't know about that. I'd maybe give it a three. Two and a half. All right. Another WrestleMania is in the books. Yay. Oh, no, Rob. What? Next time, we have to deal with the president. Ah! Crap. Yeah. It's that WrestleMania. It's that WrestleMania. Fuck. Yeah. All right, so next time we're going to do WrestleMania 24 instead. Wait, hold on. Say that again. You cut out. Oh, I said it. So instead we'll do WrestleMania 24. Yay! Yay! All right. Well, be on the lookout for more AEW, more NWA Power, more Japanese stuff. I still haven't watched any more of the the Super J Cup 94. 
or 95 or 97 or whatever one we're watching from where I left off last time. I feel bad. But That's right. uh, we'll get it's there. Long. It is long. So until next time, this is Rob signing Zach. off. That's Zach. Check out reviewmania.com. Listen to all our other shows. Subscribe on iTunes. Hit that like button. Smash that Send bell. Send us an email. Send us an email. Send us money because we need it for some reason. All right. Yeah, sure. PayPal us. Sure. We don't have a PayPal, but PayPal us. All you right. can do it. I would not take money from people. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, see you later. Bye-bye.